morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, live in Boise, Idaho. I am Nick, live from the bowels of Middleton. It is radio's Big J. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well this morning. How about you? Oh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm hanging oh, no. in there. I'm not, I'm not sleeping great. Oh, uh, man. It's just, uh, there's lots of things going on. But we're fighting a good fight. We're hanging in there. We're doing okay. Uh, we're conscious, awake, ready to go. It's the middle of the week. And we're, we're, we're just barreling through, I guess, is the best way to put it. Barreling yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, that works. No, I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Things are good in the uh, the big jam boat. Um, yeah, for the most part, other than you know, somewhat similar to you, not really getting a lot of sleep, and um, I, you know, just every day is a, is a battle uh, when it comes to the, uh, just keeping your mind positive. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. How's the rest of the family? Good. Yeah, good, good. Uh, Mason, you know, she she feels all right despite having COVID, but. Still waiting results uh, on on a couple other people, so that's kind of weird. But uh, the results that we've been getting usually have been pretty quick. But yeah, I was very impressed by your turnaround. How long has it been for the the other two that are still waiting? I think it's been six days now. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think you still have the record when when it first happened. It was like it wasn't like fifteen or sixteen days or something. The first time. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, I had 13. I had to wait 13 for mine. So here's hoping that you get those results before that. But it is it is one of those things where that's that's the weird part about all this. How long you have to wait, and and you know and and risk possible exposure to other people while you're going. I'm still waiting for my test. I mean, even though they tell you, hey, listen, if you're testing, stay, stay at home, quarantine. But as we've learned, people do not do that. You know? Right, and in some cases, when you're in a household, yeah. it's hard to be able to do that. And, and like, it's just a cycle, man. Your daughter's buying a house. I imagine she probably can't stay at home like she's supposed to, right? Um, no, pretty much. Good. I mean, yeah, they run a few errands here and there, but, um, you know, most of the stuff is all kind of taken care of. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's not easy. No. It's not easy. No, nothing is these days. But we're going to uh, get into the cases that dropped yesterday, some news resolve- revolving some schools. That came down yesterday as well. Big J has a movie review for you today. Uh, he watched Lady Bird Kakaw, uh during <laughs> the uh, for streaming dumbass. So we'll get into that. Uh, last day to win some flying pie from us, courtesy of Flying Pie with Pop Culture Smackdown. So we're going to make sure you're ready to go and have some lunch or dinner on us. Plus, we also will have some additional fun and excitement over the course of the show. But we play music too. For instance, Jane's Addiction. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Yesterday we were back up over 500, 550 new cases of COVID-19 were reported statewide. On Tuesday, that's according to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. Of those new cases, Ada County once again in the lead. 173 of them were in Ada, 76 in Canyon, and 45 were in Twin Falls. And so the numbers continue to go up. That puts us up over 18,000. And so, you know, I, I've, I try to caution you guys that sometimes early in the week it can be a little bit tougher or, uh, you know, a little bit more impactful with those large numbers because sometimes the tests from over the weekend start really piling in. 
Yeah. But still, it's uh, it's a big number, and those numbers, uh, you know, they may go down one day, but it's not a drastic decrease, and then they're right back up the next around these parts. Uh, Ada County school districts have announced that face masks will be required at all schools and universities in Ada County when things decide to open up. It's hard to believe that we're three weeks away from school opening up. And it really... I mean, as much as there is, like, an idea as to what's going to happen, kind of, there's there's so much more non-information out there. Do you know, does it make sense what I'm saying? I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. There, there's obvious, the, you know, go ahead. I was going to say the CDC and even Dr. Fauci have been saying that, you know, it seems reasonable to them that it is safe for the kids to go back to school and that the, a lot of uh, this stuff isn't affecting children as much as they previously thought that it would. Right. Uh, but, you know, the teachers are the ones that are obviously concerned. And, right. And that makes sense. And then not, not only that, but I mean, like, you know, uh, at this time, every other year, you kind of have an idea of what your kid's schedule is going to be like. You have an idea of who their teachers are going to be. You have an idea of what supplies they're going to need. And none of that stuff has come down the pipe yet, you know. Uh, you have no idea what, uh, I mean, if you do, congratulations, but Lord knows I don't have any idea what classes they're taking or who their teachers will be or, or any of that stuff that's usually been supplied by now. Uh, also, NAPA teachers are uh, on the record. They would like to start the school year with online-only learning. Uh, that has yet to be determined what's going to happen, and so uh, plans still need to be rolled out, but let's just say it's still very much fluid. NFL training camps are opening up this week. There were news yesterday of a bunch of players that had decided against playing the season. Players who opt out of the corona-affected season will get $150,000 stipend if it's voluntary and $350,000 if it's for pre-existing medical reasons. Uh, a bunch of Patriots are opting out. Uh, Dante yeah, they're Hightower. not going to have a defense, man. <laughs> right, right. I saw a thing on Twitter last night that made me laugh. There was a gif of Milhouse from The Simpsons, like uh, from an episode of, of him playing Frisbee with himself, you know, where he's like on the playground and he's just throwing the Frisbee and then he's running over and picking it up and throwing it. And the, and the, the, the caption was Cam Newton on the Patriots next year. Poor Cam but, Newton. Uh, Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Marcus Cannon, Brandon Bolden, and uh, Dan Vitell all already uh, deciding to not play on the season. Um, and so there's that. Also opting out, Star Latui of uh, the Buffalo Bills, Kyle Pico of the Denver Broncos, Marquise Goodwin of the Philadelphia Eagles, Laurent DuVernay Tardif of the Chiefs, Michael Pierce of the Vikings, uh, Ravens kick returner DeAnthony Thomas, also saying thanks but no thanks. I was reading yesterday that uh, Devin Funchess, the only <laughs> free agent signing the Packers made on offense, the wide receiver has decided to probably not play as well. And there will be more coming down the line. Trust me on that. And so uh, it's crazy. But it makes sense to me. I don't blame a lot. Of, I don't blame anybody for not saying they don't want to be a part of that. Um, so there's that's just what happened on the first day. And so there's more coming down the line. I assure you of that. Uh, either way, defensive end Joey Bosa has got some money in his pocket, too. He signed a five-year, $135 million contract extension with the Chargers that will make him the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL, according to media reports yesterday. Uh, Bosa was the third overall pick back in 2016, entering the fifth and final year of his rookie contract, and now has got some cash coming his way. So congratulations. Hell of a player. Uh, worth it. If you're a Chargers fan, I imagine you're pretty happy at this point. You would think so, yeah. Daisy Ridley, Big J. She used to be in Star Wars. Do you remember? 
Yeah. She has teamed up with Eleanor Cook, uh, a writer on season three of Killing Eve. The pair will work on a reality TV or a, a show called uh, Islanders, which is about a reality TV contestant. The story follows a young woman played by Ridley who feels invisible until she's thrust into a manufactured paradise on reality TV. And then she starts to feel important and feel like she belongs. And maybe, just maybe, she gets a little too much of the taste of fame. You understand? Pretty much like every reality star ever, I imagine. Sure. So that is coming up. And that's what I was trying to think. I never ended up seeing that Murder on the Orient Express. I don't think I've seen Daisy Ridley in anything else other than Star Wars. I know she's done stuff. Yeah, come to think of it, either have I. So that's what she is doing next. So congratulations. Maybe that will be something that will be on the lookout for us. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves some Send Nudes action. Plus, Big J's got a movie review for you. Yo, it's History of Tenacious D, your Send Nudes song of the day here on 100.3, The X Rocks. It was, oh, I will say yesterday, right around this time, that Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you. It was called Lady Bird, and now we turn to Big J to find out how exactly he thought that movie was. You have the floor, sir. Yeah, nothing like a coming-of-age movie um, that uh, that you have here starring uh, Sorosi Ronan and uh, the, the much-mentioned Timothy Charlemagne, who... Uh, I, personally, and, and we'll talk about this, I guess, here in a few, because you saw this movie as well. Uh, he is in this, and uh, Larry Letts, uh, so uh, Laurie Metcalf as well. So uh, Tracy Letts, I'm sorry, and Laurie Metcalf. So some folks and uh, follows uh, this young lady. Her name's Christine, but uh, she goes by Lady Bird. Uh, and and uh, she is in high school. She goes to a private Catholic school, and she has dreams and aspirations of uh, getting away from home, like most kids do, I think, probably. Uh, and uh, the, the central area of where the uh, the movie's taking place is in Sacramento, California. So uh, it follows her antics and, and just, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of uh, being in, uh, in school. I kind of related a little bit to this, Nick, just because I did go to a private religious school. So, you know, some of the religious parts and some of the things that uh, were taking place in her life, I, I kind of got um, and, and understood a little bit um, and, and so recognize some of those things. But uh, the relationship with her mom is important. Her mom uh, seems to be a nurse and and um, she, uh, you know, is pretty hard on her. Uh, her dad uh, going through a tough time and, and, you know, has some depression and things like that. So uh, there was some real stuff happening in her life. And it just kind of follows her uh, on her journey to getting to college and what she has to do with it. And, um, you know, for the most part, it reminded me of a little like a little less dramatic version of Juno, if you will. So that's the kind of vibe I got from the movie. And, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, I didn't find it the greatest thing, but it wasn't terrible either. So that's where I kind of stood on it. Also, I don't get the whole thing with Timothy Charlemagne. He, I don't think he's that great of an actor. In fact, I think he seems to me like a George Lucas mistake. Like he would, George Lucas would have him in a movie and it would be terrible. Oh, nobody likes Timothy Chalamet for his acting, buddy. Uh, the ladies think he's incredibly attractive and that's what, uh, that's what has catapulted okay. him into fame. And, now and made sense. him And made him like, you know, the it guy and, you know, he... He's in that Dune movie that's coming out or supposed to come out <laughs> later on this year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's what that's what that's what did it to him. I thought uh, Lori Metcalf was amazing in the movie. As yeah, the she she puts in a great performance. Uh, but is it Big J approved? <sighs> I mean, no, no, I can't, I can't approve it. Wait, how come you related to it? You thought it was good. You liked the performances. Why? Why not? Sure, but I think I think the average person would be like, "This is a waste of my time." And about fifteen minutes in, I would have 
preferred to just stop watching it. Well, then you didn't like it at all. Well, you know, after you get through it, you're like, okay, I got nothing else to do. I might as well watch this. Uh, and, so and so it's now all uh, underneath the dome of the quarantine. Listen, here's the problem. <laughs> yeah, here's the problem: is we have this e- either or with approve or not approve, and a lot of things sometimes are in the middle, and it is definitely in the middle. But I'm not going to approve Wait, something I'm not 100 percent behind. It's the scale you chose. You, you, we used I don't to, remember we, that. We I, used I to feel do, like I was forced into that. No, we used to do. We used to do a one to five, and then you told me that that was dumb. And then, and then you just was like, watch or don't. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. And now, okay. Now okay, it's, it's easy then. You, you, thank you for breaking it down. Don't watch this. <laughs> you don't uh, need to watch Lady Bird. And it never, they never explain why she demands to be called Lady Bird. Uh, well, it's probably just a kid thing. Is it because she, is, is she a King of the Hill fan? Is that why she loved the dog? Uh, could be, could very well be. I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> uh, I do know that that I could not get through this movie. I, I tried, uh, like, uh, this is, I want to say, like, two years ago or so. It was an Amazon Prime original movie, and it, that's when it was nominated for all the Oscars. And I was like, oh, it's on Prime. I'll give it a shot. And I tried, and I, I want to say I got maybe halfway through it. And then I was just like, all right, I'm tapping out. It's just not. It's yeah, it not. must have been nice to be able to tap out. <laughs> it's not for me. Uh, I appreciate all the hard work that they've done. It's just not, you know, it wasn't a particularly original story to me. We've all seen the coming of age high school. Would you like to know what happened? That doesn't. Uh, I imagine she gets into college. Yeah, she goes back east to go to college. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what I figured the story was about. And and, and then I, she realizes her mom was right about everything. Right, yeah, that's usually how these movies go. <laughs> and so I kind of saw that coming as well, and I was like, you know what, I'm okay, I'm good. But you know what, and to be fair, it also started, not necessarily started, because Greta Gerwig, the writer-director of the movie, had been an actress for a fairly long time, and a good one at that. But, uh, you know, the behind-the-camera and the writing uh, career of, of Greta, who has gone on to do some pretty impressive things since Lady Bird, so... More power to her, and it's there if you want to watch it. It just wasn't my style, and apparently wasn't Big J's style either, yes? Right. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, but do you find Timothy Charlemagne attractive? No. All right. Well, you're lost. For me personally, no. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your review of Streaming Dumbass. Big J says, don't watch Lady Bird. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you've often said you hate children. No, man. But having a kid may be worth the trouble for your brain. According to researchers, they found that mom and dads over the age of 70 had way thicker gray matter in their brains compared to people who never had kids. Now, gray matter is found mostly on the outermost layer of the brain, and it's the layer that processes all the information you get. The thickness of the brain's gray matter is known to decline with age, and so being a parent might actually help your brain age a little bit slowly. This could be due to the fact that parenting is a challenging experience. Agree or disagree, Big Jim? Oh, agree with that, for sure. Researchers note that in addition to their own personal needs and existing responsibilities, parents have to confront persistent demands for care and protection of their kid. And as children grow, so do new challenges. So that late-life structural brain differences associated with parenthood are related to the environmental complexity of parenthood. So because of the danger and trauma that you go through raising a child in this world, it actually does your brain a little bit of good. So it's nice that you get some benefits out of the kids, right? Other than, you know, them taking out the garbage from time to time. Uh, Exactly. And when they get older, they can take care of you when you're sick. That's right. Change my diaper now. (laughs) Oh, I didn't... I mean, not quite. That was talking more like, deliver me a meal. Thank you. 
Quarterback Patrick Mahomes of the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs is now part of the ownership group for the Kansas City Royals. The Royals announced the move yesterday, and Mahomes said in a statement, quote, I love this city, people in this great town. This opportunity allows me to deepen my roots in the community, which is something that I'm excited to do. Of course, don't forget, Mahomes has a pretty deep history in baseball before he was a football prospect. He was also uh, drafted by the Detroit Tigers back in 2014. His father, a very famous baseball player. His godfather, LaTroy Hawkins, a famous baseball player as well. So grew up around baseball, played baseball. Makes sense. So it's nice to see him throw some of that ridiculous money in the contract he just signed uh, back into the community and let people know, hey, I'm sticking around here for a while. I have plans. Which, of course, if you're a fan of Kansas City, you're probably going, yeah, yeah, all right. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. It's the uh, same thing that Aaron Rodgers did a couple years back. Uh, when he signed his big contract with the Packers, he uh, bought a minority stake in the uh, Milwaukee Bucks as well. And sits courtside at every game. So that's the, you're like, oh, he's part of the community. Feels good. Feels he refuses good. to chug beer. <laughs> well, he's just not good at it. I don't know if he refuses to. Netflix has shared a teaser and launch date for the eight-episode Jurassic World Camp Crustaceous, Big J. Any interest? Zero. Zero. Because it's a cartoon? Yeah, it didn't. And it looks cartoony to me. Real cartoony. I'm not sure what that means. What did you I don't expect? Either. It's an animated series. What does cartoony mean to you? I cartoony means cartoony. Like, like uh, I think um, uh, a little less sophisticated. Not necessarily in the actual uh, presentation. I see. So it's less Rick and Morty, more Scooby Doo, and therefore you're not interested. Uh, yes. Even though Steven Spielberg. And Frank Marshall, he, uh, the man that brings so much to Boise, you want to spit in their collective faces, is what you're saying? Some, sometimes. Wow. Uh, the series will drop September 18th, so if your kid is into dinosaurs, be prepared to watch that on a loop. It will be on your TV. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. Specifically, a place called Charlotte County, Florida. And no matter what happens in this story, and something stupid will really happen, I cannot fault the gentleman who is at the center of our story for his lunch decisions, Big J. Oh, yeah? Because he was hanging out at a Culver's in Florida. And oh, man. Maybe having himself a butter burger, some cheese oh, curds, concrete oh, mixer God. for lunch. That's... Glorious! I love you, Culver's. And uh, police and fire had to respond to a situation in the Culver's restaurant parking lot in Murdoch, Florida. According to Fire and EMS, uh, EMS, I should say, when uh, the crews arrived, there was a situation. What was the situation, Big J? Well, in the middle of the Culver's parking lot, there was a sedan, a vehicle that was fully engulfed in flames. Fully engulfed. Oh, man. And so the firefighters uh, had to spend about 45 minutes to put out the entire fire and hopefully say, and of course, they had to evacuate the area in case the car got crazy, who knows, and make sure the flames didn't spread or any of that stuff. So there was a lot of work basically to put it out. What had happened? Well, the driver of the vehicle said that he was driving around when he decided to have some lunch. And on the passenger side of the seat... In his car, he decided that, you know what, uh, it's time to make my car smell a little bit better. 
So he had lit a fragrant candle that he had oh, purchased. Oh, that's a great, yeah, what a at, great idea. At Walmart. That was burning inside of his car. And then when he turned into the drive-thru, the candle then tipped over onto some papers and ignited the blaze. <laughs> so the driver turned out of the, idiot. of the drive-thru, stopped the car at the restaurant, and then ran for a trash can so he could fill water in the bathroom of the Culver's so he could pour it on the fire. But, of course, by the time he got back to the car with a somewhat full garbage can full of water, his car was fully engulfed in flames. I think it went up pretty quick. The car was a complete loss. The good news is no injuries were reported, but firefighters and I would like to remind all motorists, I can't believe we have to say this, but do not drive with a burning candle in your car. That is not smart. This dude dude was high. I mean, there's no way you would you would think i'm gonna light a candle here in my vehicle like why would that even make sense i don't i don't know i mean even even if uh, listen don't light a burning car uh, the candle in your car whether it's parked or not that doesn't make any sense either no i know they make car air fresheners for that exact purpose if your car is rank inside there are lots of options you can figure out before you have to buy a scented candle and start it in your vehicle it's yeah, not taking a shower is a good start. Yeah, well, I mean, if this funk has been in the car for a while, that's when you start to get into some issues. But, I mean, they put a little tree air freshener on your on your rearview mirror. They have Glade plugins for your thing that you can put on your, your actual, you know, uh, vents on your car. Right. There are lots of options here. Well, let's give them a little credit for moving away from the building and not burning down a culvert. That's true. Uh, then th- th- there would have been one less culvert, which would have been very, very bad. But again, he doesn't get credit for good decision-making with his lunch, but then all of that is completely taken away by lighting a candle inside his vehicle. Not smart, not the right way to go, and now he doesn't have a vehicle anymore because of it. Don't have a lit candle in your car, period. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Florida, man, what are you going to do? There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Theory of a Dead Man World keeps spinning here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X Rocks. We love ourselves some lists, Big J, here in Idaho and in the Treasure Valley. We like to be on the top of lists, and we made another top 10 list. This one, however, not exactly the best. Great. We have made a top 10 of the states that have the most credit card balance in the United States of America. Idaho ranks at number nine in the country with the most credit card debt per citizen in the state. Uh, it's a lot. Not as much as Alaska. That is number one. Uh, Colorado, Vermont, Washington, Oregon, Kansas, Virginia also ahead of us. But Idaho coming in at number nine. That's basically per person. So it doesn't take into account like per capita or any of that stuff. It's basically adding up all the credit card debt, dividing it by the population, and assigning a number to each person in it, which is how they got the number over there at WalletHub that put it together. Uh, they put the average interest card rate of, or interest rate for your credit card at 15.78%. Which is right there in the middle of things, all things for the cards out there. So that's not exactly high. I mean, the higher interest rate credit cards have 24%, something like that. A bit of ridiculous interest rate, but they're being kind of nice with the interest rate with the credit cards. Uh, The best place to be, I guess, is Mississippi. That came down at the bottom. 
Of course, they did point out that uh, Mississippi also has the worst credit score in the United States, which may mean that there's just a bunch of people that can't get a credit card there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... And they, you'll find that with a lot of the states. Uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Wyoming, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, they are all at the bottom of the list. And outside of Pennsylvania, it's the four states that have the worst credit score among it. And then Wyoming's got some population issues, too, you know? It's the least popular Sure, there's state. like 15 people in right. Wyoming. And so when you have 15 grand divided by 15, it's only a grand a person, which is pretty nice. All Now, they do say that the average credit card debt for the state of Idaho is right around $2,300. So there's a lot of people with a lot of debt in our state is what it boils down to. And this is just credit card debt, mind you. This is just sure. credit cards. This is not mortgages. It's not car loans. It's not any of that other stuff. It's just what we put on the MasterCard and Visa for now. And so I ask you, Big J, how's the credit card debt doing? Pretty good. Pretty zero. Yeah. Nice, man. How's yeah. it feel? Okay, maybe 15 bucks, but I don't really count that. Why would you put $15 on a credit card? I don't just well you know um, here's the thing we have a, a card that uh, that gets us miles uh, airline miles so uh, we use that card to buy most things and then pay it off. What do you need airline miles for? Uh, because you want who doesn't want to fly first class? Overseas? Oh, I see. It's a first class upgrade thing. Well, no, I mean in general. I mean you can do anything you want with airline miles, but uh, it just makes sense to, to, you know, they don't go away. You can keep them, so you might as well uh, save those bad boys up if you're going to earn them, especially if you plan on traveling again one day internationally. I know, but doesn't the hookup that the wife have pretty much not necessarily need it's, you to it's have it's not free? No, it's I, not free. No, but it's so. super super cheap, right? Yeah, but then you could make it free with your airline miles. Uh, so whatever you're doing, hopefully your your credit card <laughs> debt is less than that, and hopefully you're having uh, fun with it. But try to remember that credit card debt is not necessarily a great thing, and you do have to eventually pay it off, and maybe just maybe we can get down on that list a little bit. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Let's not forget we also have some Pop Culture Smackdown. with Nick and Big J. Well, the coronavirus is having a cultural impact that could last a pretty long time. A survey from American Alliance of Museums, henceforth referred to as the AAM, reveals that a third of American museums, about 12,000 organizations in total, shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic and may close for good. Survey data shows that the art world is experiencing the biggest amount of layoffs and furloughs as well as predictions of future budget costs. All this means is many museums are in extreme financial distress along with some other businesses. The survey said about 90% of museums have only about 12 months or less of money for operations and 56% have less than 6 months left to cover resources. The AAM said museums support about 762,000 jobs here in the United States and contribute about $50 billion to the economy every single year. But with that on-operation shutdown, it's going to be rough for a while. I mean, they find themselves in the same situation that a lot of businesses do that rely on public consumption and visits in order to stay afloat. And that is, there's nobody coming to them right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just an unnecessary thing. Uh, to do right now when you're trying to uh, to get get through this, but I, I just yeah, it's so hard, man. Uh, so many things that we uh, once took for granted. Uh, I mean, or 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 have been delicately balanced, and we didn't even know. Right, right. 
I mean, I I had no idea how much money museums fed into the economy every year. $50 billion is a lot of money. Almost a million people that are employed there. There are a lot of jobs. And yep. they're all dealing with it right now. Major League Baseball on yesterday suspended the Miami Marlins season all the way through Sunday. And that of the Philadelphia Phillies until Friday after an outbreak of the coronavirus on the Marlins infected half the team they're up to now, by the way. An AP source cited as saying four more Marlins players have tested positive. That's a total of 15. The Phillies played against the Marlins last weekend. Major League Baseball said their games were also being suspended out of an abundance of caution, even though no Philadelphia players have tested positive yet, although they cautioned that it could take up to two weeks before it even shows up. Phillies were supposed to play the New York Yankees this week, but now New York will have to travel to Baltimore to play the Orioles instead, who have been scheduled to play the Marlins, so they're kind of picking up each other's schedule lags. But, you know, it's also one of those deals where I feel like it's kind of easily dismissed because it's the Marlins and they're not expected to be good. Like, if this were the Yankees, I feel like this would be a gigantic deal about how baseball dropped the ball, no pun intended, here. But because it's the Marlins and the Phillies, two terrible baseball teams that aren't expected to do much, there's not a lot of like, wow, wow, it's crazy. But it's it's weird to me. And that the other teams continue to play is also weird to me. But whatever works, works. And we'll see what ends up happening. This could be the beginning of the end or just a isolated incident. Nobody really knows. They're just trying to play it off and do the best they can. And so that's what they're doing. So the games will play on just without two teams playing for the next couple of days. It seems like a push. It's not going to end well, I don't think, for baseball. HBO's Watchmen led the pack with 26 Emmy nominations for the 72nd Annual Awards. The Marvelous Ms. Manzel also earned second place with 20 nominations. Ozark and Succession were next in line with 19 nods apiece. It's fine with me. Uh, HBO's Watchmen was a fantastic television show, and as far as I'm concerned, it can win every single category it's in. Uh, 15 nominations for Saturday Night Live. Uh, Drag Race led the reality nominations with 19 for RuPaul and crew. And some big names, of course, not surprisingly, involved in the Emmy nomination process. Brad Pitt got nominated for his guest role on uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Meryl Streep's nominated. Steve Carell, Brian Cox nominated for their first Emmys ever. Uh, the, the lead actress category in a drama is packed. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Coleman, uh, Laura Linney, Sandra Oh, Zendaya, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is nominated. Uh, Darcy Carden, the last season of The Good Place, was nominated. Uh, Kaylin Olsen of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fame. So it's uh, Christoph Waltz is in there, man. I mean, the names yeah, Don't are forget about uh, The Mandalorian. 15 and nominations for Mandalorian. Yep. That's in there as well. Jim Carlo, man. I want him to win. I love Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Uh, Tikata Watiti is also nominated as well for his first Emmy Award. Octavia Spencer. I mean, it's it's nuts. Uh, there were some, uh, some I guess, snubs, though. Uh, people are upset that Larry David didn't get nominated, despite the series uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm getting nominated for a bunch. Uh, Better Call Saul got nominated for a bunch of awards, but all the actors were left off. Bob Odenkirk, Rhea Seahorn, and Jonathan Banks. Um, no nomination for Daniel Radcliffe, for John Hamm, for the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, Reese Witherspoon has three shows nominated for a bunch of Emmys, uh, but she was not nominated for any of her performances in any of the three shows. So there's she some surprise. She is just as good as Jennifer Aniston in the morning show. 
um, that uh, Jennifer Aniston got her Emmy nodded for. So yeah, I would call, I would consider that a snub that both of them didn't get nominated. Well, heck, the morning show didn't even get nominated for best drama series. They were surprised about that. Gotten multiple nominations, but not for the actual series itself. And Big J, I'm sorry, zero nominations for Bless This Mess. Well, yeah, it's canceled. Why would they well, usually don't get... No, that's not true. I mean, canceled shows have gotten uh, Emmys all the time. That, that, that's that been a, a big deal about some of that stuff. I, or, I did not expect them to get uh, Emmys. Well, it was your favorite show of the year. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you by Flying Pie Pizzeria, our last gift certificate to give away here this morning for Flying Pie, which you can use to go check out uh, the Habanero Pizza, if you will, four different levels of heat. And, uh, of course, uh, they've got a whole bunch of other great pizzas available. And uh, usually on Tuesdays, they've got gourmet pizza. So uh, check out a Flying Pie near you. they got a couple new um, stores open as well. All right, if you want to play Pop Culture Smackdown, here's our phone number, 208-287-1003 for some lunch or dinner on us and Flying Pie. That's the way it works. Let's go to the phones, get ourselves a contestant. Hello, The X. Hi there. What's up, man? What's your name? My name is Benjamin. All right, you're up first, Benjamin. Good luck. Well, playing the game show Press Your Luck, what unfortunate event do you not want to land on? Whammies. Right. That's correct. Whammies is no correct. Whammies. Nick. Uh, Roger Clemens was originally drafted by which team, though he never signed with them? Oh. Gosh. Did he ever end up playing for him in his career? Uh, oh, oh, let me look that up real quick. Because oh. that I don't know. Because I know he played I mean, for the Red Sox, he played for the Yankees, he played for the Blue Jays, and then he shut things down with the Astros or the Rangers, one of the two. Um, so... But what team I'm going to say no, he never him. ended up playing with them. I'm going to say Texas Rangers. That is incorrect. Wrong. He was, he was drafted by the New York Mets. The New York Mets. Right. Huh. What ended up happening? Did he just go back to college? I, I believe so, yeah. I mean, I didn't look up the entire story. And then did he question. get drafted again? So that he signed with the Red Sox? How did he get on the Red Sox? You don't know. What am I asking you for? Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with the uh, Flying Pie Pizza. It is coming your way. Hang on one second, Benjamin. I'll hook you up with all the details that you need for that. And that is your Pop Culture Smackdown. We are going to do uh, some headlines. That is happening next on the X-Rock. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Their website is GoTeamSaveMoney.com. It's a great place to go for your next new or even used car adventure. They're always updating their inventory, especially now that they have the pre-owned Superstore out there and more room than ever to make sure they have a bunch of used cars available for you. So check out the inventory on the website. Plus, they've got the Fresh Start credit check there. If you're looking for your credit score, you want to get started, and, of course, the payment calculator. Plus, you can schedule a test drive, all that stuff at GoTeamSaveMoney.com. Make sure you check it out for Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Headlines are as follows. Big J. That helped. Finders Keepers and Rock Bottom. Finders Keepers. Finding a prosthetic leg on your property isn't something that happens every day, unless it has it happened to you? 
No, it's never happened to me. Chris Marcus said he took a tandem skydive on Saturday at the Vermont Skydiving Adventure in Addison and didn't realize until he was safely on the ground that he had lost his damn prosthetic leg in the process. Look out. Oh, bummer, man. Chris posted a plea on Facebook for local residents. Hey, keep an eye out for my missing leg. Because if everybody doesn't know, prosthetics are incredibly expensive. The post came to the attention of a West Addison farmer named Joe Maliskowski, whose property was close to the skydiving business, so he started to look around his property on Sunday. Sure enough, found the leg completely intact. So the good farmer met with Chris on Monday to return the leg. Chris attached it back on, and everybody was happy. See? Good ending. Right? Oh, man. I thought it was going to be bad news. I thought the guy was not going to give it up. No. No. Uh, I can't remember. There's a name of a documentary about uh, a prosthetic leg battle that was in, like, court for years and years and years. It actually might be called Finders Keepers now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, But it's an insane movie. I think it's on, like, it might be on Netflix. It could be on Amazon. One of those two. But it's a crazy movie that's equal parts hilarious and very, very sad. About, I uh, hope that guy's. I was gonna say I hope that guy's uh, skydiving video includes uh, some uh, uh, shipping up to Boston. <laughs> yes, although I would highly doubt that his prosthetic leg is wood. Uh, I that, lost my leg. That helped or rock bottom. Rock bottom. Uh, you have to wonder what it leads one uh, to go to a place this low, but a man from Grand Island, Nebraska, was found asleep behind the wheel blocking traffic early Monday morning. The Lincoln Police Department dispatched officers that found a gray BMW sp- stopped in the westbound lane of traffic in the area of 40th and West O Street, and they say that the driver was unresponsive, and he was also found with a vial in his lap, whatever that means. Officers were able to wake up the man, and they believe that he was definitely on drugs, and the vial that he held in uh, had once held cocaine. I thought that was supposed to wake you up, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It did the opposite to Caleb Vasquez, who's 22. He now faces multiple charges because uh, he can't just stop in the middle of the road, block traffic, and do a bunch of coke and then pass out behind the wheel. That's not good. No, you're right. Uh, that is That is against the law. And so they figured out a way to uh, get him into jail. Hopefully he finds the help that he needs, but that's not a good thing. And then we'll have to wrap it up with that helped. I know, Big J, you like to think of bras a lot, but you're probably not thinking of it as very useful uh, as attempting to rob the house, but it could be. Pennsylvania State Troopers in Jefferson County say 30-year-old Jeremy Appleton and 36-year-old Andrea Roten entered a home on July 19th, believing the people who had lived there had just gone to the airport. But they were wrong. The family was home. Police say the that Roton attempted to restrain one of the victims with a bra before she escaped from the home. The two rummaged through the kitchen, stole an unknown amount of prescription medication. Rodden eventually led the left the home and assaulted another person on the way out. Meanwhile, Appleton fled in a vehicle as police arrived on scene. But they both were eventually caught, arrested, and are being held at the Jefferson County Jail. So a bra is not a proper way to restrain anybody in case you're curious going to need like, huh. some rope or bungee cord or something like that to do it. But a bra just isn't going to get it done. So now you know, potential robbers, come prepared. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. On the way, we got ourselves some bad impressions and more. 
That is the Who and Wolf Totem on 100.3. The X rocks. Jacoby Shaddix in there as well. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. And good news, Big J. When we all turn on each other and start eating ourselves like alive or something like that, we're all going to be nice and fat, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be nice and marbled uh, because uh, there's something called the Quarantine 15. And uh, that is a, a standard amount of weight that people have gained during the quarantine here for uh, the coronavirus. Uh, starting two months ago, alterations picked up for clothing tailors. They say some people needing more room around the waistline. And one New York City tailor declared the triggering words, quote, everybody got fat. It's not only in New York, it's all over the world. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine what it would be like to be rich and be able to afford a tailor? To take out your clothes. Oh, man. Yeah, Corey Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a different uh, kind of Taylor. <laughs> I wish it was just 15 pounds. For me, I mean, it easily was is close to 40 to 50 pounds. Um, and, and, you know, part of that is it happens to be because of my disorder, binge eating disorder. I'm sure the stress and anxiety didn't help. And uh, I think it probably I relapsed a little bit during that time. Uh, and uh, it's not easy, especially when you're so close to, to food, you're stuck home, you, and, and then you want to support, especially early on when a lot of the businesses were just doing takeout, yeah. you wanted to support them. And so you're eating a lot more food that you probably normally wouldn't eat. Yeah, you, yeah, that, that's that's definitely true. And you're also not able to get the, you know, the usual steps in or exercise or whatever if you're stuck at home or you have to quarantine or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's just a it's a perfect storm of being able to, you know, get a little bit bigger if you aren't careful or aren't diligent or aren't watching out. And so you have to be, I guess, cognizant of those things that are happening and try to make sure that you don't do it. I mean, it was one of those reasons why, uh, again, I, I won't ever say I work out, but why it took up walking you know and, and getting on a treadmill because i was like listen man i'm just sitting around doing nothing and i feel bad because of it and so if i if i it just it helped me feel like i was actually doing something even though i wasn't i was walking on a treadmill for 45 minutes a day but still it was something and better it, than nothing yeah. right right and so uh, it wasn't like i was burning a ton of calories or getting any but it just made me feel not you know lazy and just like a lump on a log so not everybody has that ability so if you do you know i mean the other thing was at that time the gyms were closed too you know and so that made it difficult for a lot of people to work out period at the end but now things are at least somewhat around the the semi-open capacity so you can enjoy those things if you want to uh did it give you any advice how not to get into that rut or no 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 it just said deal with it just letting people yeah just deal with it fatties Contact your tailor, I guess, and take your clothes <laughs> for up. the motivation. What do they do? Exactly. Do they add material to like a? I mean, if you're too fat for your clothes, aren't you too fat for your clothes? I would imagine so. Yeah, but maybe those tailors are uh, geniuses and can do stuff that we don't know about. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can. You know, there, there's, uh, there's for kids, you can take waste in and take waste out, but usually there's additional material there for them, not like a, a finite amount. Like, I'm guessing if you buy, you know, size 36 waist jeans and you can't get your ass in those jeans anymore, you got to get new jeans. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have at least one lip pant leg available. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some bad impressions are next on the X-Rock. J on 100.3, the X. And for bad impressions here, we'll hook you up with the morning after care package. It includes an X-Rocks face covering and a limited edition X-Rocks 25th anniversary sticker. If you can figure out bad impressions here this morning, we'll mail that out to you, U.S. Postal Service style.
208-287-1003. That is always our phone number. You can call it right now if you'd like to be a contestant on Bad Impressions. Big J has prepared three clues. Each one of those clues points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then congratulations. Your face mask collection just got a little bit heavier and a little bit better looking, and you also have a sticker coming your way, which must feel pretty good as well for the self-confidence. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Kobe. All right, Kobe, you're up. Good luck. I had my own sitcom in the 90s in which I actually was able to come out of the closet on. Uh, next question. I was the voice of Dory in Disney's Finding Nemo, then later, Finding Dory. Uh, next question. I have my own popular daytime talk show. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. It is not Oprah Winfrey. Thank you for she playing. never had her own sitcom. Hello, The X. Yes, what's up? How you doing, man? Did you hear the clues or do you need them again? I heard the clues. It's Ellen DeGeneres. It's Ellen DeGeneres. That is correct. Hang on one yeah. second, man. We'll get you that uh, package out to you in just a few seconds. Big J, why is Ellen DeGeneres in the news? Well, it's not great news. Uh, Warner Brothers has uh, started an investigation uh, into her show uh, because of complaints uh, that included uh, firings after taking medical or bereavement leave, uh, a black employee having racist comments levied at her by senior staff and staffers being told not to speak directly to DeGeneres, uh, as well as a host of about 11 different um, uh, people came forward to complain about the workplace environment and how it was toxic there at the Ellen Show. Uh, the alleged behavior, the accuser said, uh, is at odds with the be kind ethos that DeGeneres presents on air in a joint statement uh, to BuzzFeed News. Executive producers at Galvin, Mary Conley, and Andy uh, Lassner said that they took the allegations very seriously. We're truly heartbroken and sorry that uh, to learn that even one person or production family has had a negative experience. They're taking full responsibility for this and uh, said that uh, most of these are, are far away from Ellen DeGeneres, but nonetheless, uh, some people think she should be taking responsibility for it. Well, I mean, yeah, that's part of the problem. Her name is on it, but as I was reading it, a lot of it also, it, it didn't it didn't have anything to do with her. Do you know what I mean? But right, a, yeah, a, a no. big reason why it didn't have anything to do with her is because a bunch of people wouldn't let other people talk to her, period. You know what I mean? Like, one of the rules is don't talk to Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> don't ever make eye contact with Ellen DeGeneres as she's walking down the hallway. So it makes it difficult to have any interaction with her be negative if you're not allowed to have any interaction with her, period. Uh, you know, and we've seen we've seen this uh, take kind of happen in in the music business, in particular with artists, and mm -hmm. to a certain degree, where you know managers and people they don't want um, their their artists exposed to either having to make decisions or you know different sort of things, and, and they take them out of the loop altogether. When it's not always something that the artist prefers to have happen, it's it's kind of a weird situation in some respects. And when they find out about it, they usually get pretty upset. Yeah, yeah, I mean, or, or at least they feign that they're they're upset about it, and that's that's part of the deal. I mean, that's why you have 15 different executive producers, so that, you know, you don't have to do all the minute stuff that slows you down, and you just have to go on there and do what you need to do. Uh, but that being said, it doesn't mean it's not a to toxic work environment and an awful place to work. All those things can both be true, you know what I mean? Ellen DeGeneres can right. be a good person, and that could be a really crappy place to work. And so uh, at some point, you do have to probably be aware of that kind of thing and at least try 
to make it a better place. And maybe now that she's aware, she will. But that doesn't mean it get right for the other employees that had to suffer that crap. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Mor- morning after with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. That's the latest from Avatar. That is called Colossus here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wrapping up a very Corey, Corey Taylor themed episode of the Morning After today. Corey Taylor does backup vocals on that song. We also world premiere his brand new one, Black Eyes Blue. That was happening on the old morning show today, so that was cool. And I believe Black Eye Blue is uh, Big J approved. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's Classic. Uh, so you can listen to a lot more of that here on the X over the course of the next coming days and weeks for sure. We will play that song for you. Big J also told you to avoid the movie Lady Bird if you can. We learned not to light car candles in our cars. That's not a good idea. It could cause a car, a car fire. But we did learn that... Uh, we did approve of his choice for lunch spots when stopping at the Culver's for lunch, which is always nice as well. Think right. And uh, that probably would have impacted his quarantine 15, if I had to guess, in one way or another. So that's going to do it for the show. A reminder that if you need a Polaris Sportsman 570 ATV, and quite frankly, who doesn't, Keystone Light has given away three of those this summer here in the Treasure Valley. Look for Keystone Displays in your favorite place to get Keystone Light, and then text the keyword in to enter to win one of those as they get ready to wind down this summer and give those away. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, commute to the show via your bedroom to the kitchen table. Uh, but uh, I do miss coming in and uh, to the studio and seeing uh, your uh, ugly mug and uh, all the other folks there that uh, you get to encounter. It's also nice doing a show uh, when you're not ruthlessly attacked by a, a kitten uh, with sharp claws and uh, teeth. Yeah, I noticed that, that doesn't come up in any of the cute <clears throat> pictures you post of the kitten is the fact that he is attacking you on the regular. <laughs> It's hard to do that. I don't know if off air you've heard me scream uh, a little bit. I have. I've heard you go, ah, <laughs> ah! <laughs> That is the reason why, because uh, she likes to climb up my leg. Uh, and uh, boy, it's uh, it's nice to have a little kid around, though, at least. But not, not when you want to get attacked all day. And you're, I imagine you're probably wearing shorts, right? So there's just an unmerciful scratching of your leg. Yep. Nice. Well done. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is coming up next. We shall see you on Thursday. Have a good one. It's the X-Rox.